Chapter Fourteen of the Rover Boys at Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Fourteen, Getting Ready for the Encampment. For fully ten seconds after the head teacher appeared, nobody spoke. Lou Flapp arose slowly to his feet and, bringing out his handkerchief, applied it to his bleeding nose. What does this mean? demanded george strong sternly he he pitched into me faltered flapp that is hardly true returned tom hotly both of you are well aware that it is against the rules of this school to fight went on the teacher i know that mr strong answered tom but flapp struck me first it isn't so cried the big boy i wasn't doing anything when rover came along and started to quarrel my brother sam and harry moss can prove that flapp struck me first that is true said harry moss while sam nodded what was the quarrel about i caught him here beating harry with this boat chain i told him to stop and he pitched into me is this true moss yes sir but i-i didn't want to say anything about it sir do you mean to say that flapp attacked you with that chain harry moss was silent answer me he did but mr strong i don't want to make any complaint he and some of the others think i'm a a sneak already and now harry could hardly keep back his tears i don't know why he attacked harry put in tom but i couldn't stand it and i took the chain away from him and told him to stop then he struck me and we pitched into each other and i guess he got the worst of it added tom a bit triumphantly hm, flap you may go and bathe your nose which i see is bleeding and then come to captain putnam's office the others can come to the office with me george strong led the way and tom sam and harry moss followed the teacher took along the boat chain and made harry show where he had been struck captain putnam looked very grave when the affair was explained to him he questioned harry in private and learned that the attack was made by flapp because of what the young cadet had told about drinking and smoking rover it was wrong to fight said the captain to tom but under the circumstances i am inclined to be lenient with you you can retire and this evening during off time i want you to write one hundred times the proverb beginning blessed are the peacemakers yes sir said tom humbly he was glad to escape thus easily for he knew that the captain was very strict concerning fighting a little later the others were sent off leaving lou flapp alone with captain putnam flapp said the owner of the school with a hardness that made the big boy's heart sink into his shoes i hardly know what to say to you your former conduct was mean enough and this appears to be on a level with it with such a heavy boat-chain you might have injured moss very seriously do you want me to give you another chance or not what do you mean sir asked flapp much frightened do you want to remain at putnam hall or shall i send you home in disgrace i-i don't want to go home said the big boy his father was a rough man and he knew that if his parent heard of this trouble he would make him pay dearly for it i expect my pupils to be young gentlemen went on captain putnam this is an academy for the better class of boys only 
bad boys do not come here but are sent to the reformatory if i give you another chance will you promise to do better in the future yes sir very well then i will give you one more chance i believe you are somewhat behind in your arithmetic during the next four days you will remain in during all off time and apply yourself to such examples as your teacher gives you yes sir now you can go and remember i want to hear of no further fighting and no further molesting of harry moss i'll remember sir answered lou flapp meekly and then left the office and ran up to his dormitory to bathe his nose and put witch hazel on his hurts although outwardly humble he was in reality burning with rage i'll have to be careful in the future he told himself with clenched fists but i'll get square oh i'll get square hello hurt yourself asked pender as he came in yes i fell over a boat down at the boathouse answered the big boy is that so i heard something of a fight and came up to see about it oh i had a row with harry moss and tom rover but it didn't amount to much gus but say i just wish i could square up with dick rover and tom too you said something like that before i'm going to watch my chances perhaps something will turn up during the encampment yes i was thinking of that a fellow has more of a chance in camp than he does in school it would be a fine thing to get dick rover into trouble and make him lose his position as captain went on gus pender yes and make tom rover lose his position as lieutenant too added flapp the term at putnam hall was now drawing to a close and it was not long before the semi-annual examinations began all of the rovers worked hard over their papers and with more or less success sam came out at the top of his class while tom stood third in his grade and dick third in a still higher class the boys lost no time in sending the news home and received word back that not only their father but also uncle randolph and aunt martha were much pleased with the result now we'll feel as if we deserve an outing said tom and sam and dick agreed with him it was on the following morning that captain putnam made an announcement that filled all the cadets with interest you are all anxious i know to learn where the annual encampment is to be held said he during general assembly i am pleased to be able to announce that i have arranged to hold it at pine island a fine bit of ground located close to the south shore of bass lake the lake is situated about thirty-five miles from here and we will make a two days march to the spot stopping on the road overnight in true soldier style weather permitting hurrah burst out half a dozen cadets three cheers for captain putnam called out tom and they were given with a will i am told that the lake is an excellent one for fishing and for bathing and i have already engaged six boats which the cadets will be allowed to use from time to time again there was a cheer and with it a loud clapping of hands while in camp you may play such games as you please during off time and we will see if we cannot arrange for contests at swimming rowing and running and to the winners suitable prizes shall be given hurrah for captain putnam came the cry once more and again a cheer arose when will we start captain wish we were going right now 
we shall start monday morning was the answer to-morrow we will get out our tents and camping outfits and see that all are in first-class order it is perhaps needless to add that during this encampment the officers will be in authority during all but off hours when myself and my assistants will take charge this ended the talk and the students immediately broke up into little groups to discuss the good news we ought to have just a boss good time while in camp cried sam think of living in tents and having nothing to do but fish and swim and make yourself comfortable sam must be getting lazy returned dick but i grant you i think it will be first class myself about the only pupil who did not relish going into camp was william philander tubbs it will be beastly to live out in the open on the ground said tubbs supposing it should rain why we'll all get wet never mind that will make you grow tubby said sam sam rover how often must i tell you not to address me as uh tubby my full name is oh i know that william longfellow washington hezekiah philander salamander tubbs but you can't expect me to say that every time can you questioned sam innocently my gracious vos dot his whole name burst in hans muller it's about as long as a freight train ain't it already no my name is perhaps i forgot one or two syllables interrupted sam very sorry i'm sure i said my name i know you said it half a dozen times billy but you see life is so very short and time so precious i meant to say sorry billy but i can't wait to hear it all cried sam and ran away he is uh, extremely rude murmured tubbs put dot's a long name ain't it said hans i couldn't remember dot no more as i can remember the names of all the kings by england already ah i'm disgusted sighed william philander and started to walk away what is you disgusted about mr dobbs because they won't call me by my proper name do they call you by your improper name asked hans innocently eh i said do they call you by your improper name repeated the german youth oh don't talk to me howled tubbs and walked away more disconcerted than ever dot fellow was so sharp like a pox of beaver ain't it sighed hans to himself the preparations for the annual encampment went forward rapidly all of the outfit was inspected with care and found to be in good order each cadet was provided with a blanket and a knapsack full of extra underclothing and other necessary things the captain had already engaged three big wagons to carry the tents poles and cooking utensils including several camp stoves and from another quarter cots were to be sent to the camp direct so that the cadets would not be compelled to lie upon the ground now i guess everything is ready said dick late saturday evening sunday was a day of rest for the most part in the morning the majority of the students marched to church under the directions of the captain and mr strong and part of the afternoon was spent in writing letters to the folks at home lights out sounded half an hour earlier than usual 
so that the cadets might get a good sleep before starting out on the two days march End of chapter 14